Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French. Deal with it. I have been a professional juggler for the past 25 years, and in this episode, I want to talk about art. Like, you know, like capital A-R-T, like art. And right off the bat, I want to tell you, you don't know anything about art. I don't either. So we're good. But I want to just tap into that space because I was horrified recently on a gig in at the Field Museum in Chicago um, when I had a dear friend, uh, Jörg Mueller, who's an amazing performer in his 50s, is a juggler, but also an acrobat and a, and a circus performer. And he was doing a contemporary art piece. Um, it would be tricky to describe it, but just in two sentences, he's like sitting at a table wearing glasses that he's looking straight but actually the glasses have mirrors in it, so he's looking up. So basically, instead of having, you know, to to lift his le- head up, to look up, he doesn't have to do that. He's just looking straight. And then his vision is like looking up because of the glasses. And he's balancing a broom on his hand while holding a pen and he's drawing a pattern while balancing a broom. So basically, he's actually not drawing a pattern. It's just that his the movement of his hand to keep the balance of the broom, um, like uh, to keep to keep the balance alive in a way, like to keep it from falling, is just randomly going like right, left, front, back to to like hold that um balance in place and that is drawing because he's holding a pen in his hand on a piece of paper it's drawing some sort of like doodle or like whatever like something and then another juggler is pulling very slowly that piece of paper that's actually like a roll of paper like like a whole yard of a roll of paper and he's like pulling it very slowly so the whole thing takes like 30 minutes and it's actually drawing some sort of like a line like a you know like you would you know i see in movies this thing i i i bet it exists for real in in uh hospitals and stuff like when when you see the heart of someone and it's like beep beep and you see this little red line like doing something so it's it 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 it, it's not the same thing but like you you get the picture this is like just mind-blowing because it's not a like spectacular performance although it is an amazing performance to see him do that because 
it's really hard to do that for like 30 minutes. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's powerful. And so when you're here and you're witnessing that, I mean, there's also another element that I didn't talk about that is like his pen that he's holding in his hand is actually uh, with like a set of, of, of um, strings is connected to another pen next to him that is doing the same movement that he's doing, but in a, in a mirror, like, you know, so like a mirror is like, kind of like right is left and left is right on a piece of paper that's not moving. So on that piece of paper is like this uh, crazy 30 minute of like scribbling and is creating like the same thing that you would see like on this one yard long piece of paper you have like this line that's not a line that's just going all over the place but like this long all over the place line and then you have everything in one place so this is for me as a juggler and also just just as a person like to see that happening is so powerful and meaningful because what I see in what my friend Jorg is doing is that he's transcribing the life of the balance of his broom into something that is here to stay. This yard-long piece of paper with a line that describes the life of that balance and it, for me it's mind-blowing because juggling is ephemeral it, it juggling only exists while you do it and once you're done with it it disappears it does not exist anymore it, it only exists in people's memory and imagination but it's not real it's not something you know it's not like a a, a piece of paper like a book or something that I can hand to someone and be like hey check my juggling it's like and and if I record it on my phone or, or on a camera or even if I go on tv and it's recorded what you're gonna see is actually not what happened during the performance it's it's the recording is a medium is an artistic medium to to share stories which distort what actually happens in real life. So it's like putting a filter. So like the camera is putting a filter on my performance. So it's actually not the same thing to see a performance live than to see it on TV. Um, it's the same thing with music. It's not the same thing that listening um, to, to a uh someone like a a group of a music group that you like on in your head, headphones or going to actually see them live it's it's the experience is completely different um the technique is the same like the music is the same the, the what my juggling is the same but the experience is different and in this piece of art that i was describing from york he's actually creating a witness like a testimonial of what happened during that performance which is amazing because once again 
juggling is ephemeral. Normally that that does not exist, that does not happen happen. So I was blown away by the depth of his performance and at the same time it is emotionally powerful it's very strong and he's very stoic when he does that the idea is that he's just a medium and he's offering you the spectator a lot of space to interpret and understand what he's doing through your own eyes that's what art is and I was kind of like um, shocked when people, like, first of all, some people would like just walk by and like walk on that yard long piece of paper that was part of the performance, not even noticing that something was happening. So just walking on top of it, like not realizing they're walking on a piece of art. You know, it's like, it would be like you go to the Louvre and you put a painting and then people just sit down on, on Mona Lisa or something. It's like, are, are you fucking stupid? Like, do, do, do you really need to, like, write in big letters, like, do not walk on art? Like, I, I don't know, like, some stuff I just don't understand. And, I mean, culture is not a given, and it's really something that you learn. And I think I took it for granted for a very long time because, first of all, I was born in France, grew up in France, even worse, in Paris, downtown Paris, like cultural capital of the world. And for some reason, I don't know, my mom just kept taking me to all the fucking museum ever that we ever passed by and... As a kid, I was bitching about it because it, it was way too much. But now I realize that I have this knowledge that I take for granted because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I grew up with it. And it seems very just normal for me to, to, to see and recognize a piece of art and then ask myself the questions like, what do I feel? What does it mean to me? Do, do I like it? Maybe that doesn't matter if I like it or if I don't. Like, what what can I learn about who I am looking at this piece of art? And all that process, I took it for granted until, like, the other... Like, it was actually last week when some people just walking on top of it or other people would come to me and ask me, like, what does it mean? And, and I was like, what? You're, you're asking me what does it mean at this amazing performance like contemporary art happening right in front of your eyes and you're asking me what does it mean say like, first of all i don't know what it means to you because this is art so it's going to mean something different for everybody and, and it should, because art is only like a mirror into your own soul. Art is there for you to see yourself, to, to, to know yourself, to discover yourself. So the goal here is, is not, there's no like pre-made answer. 
it's about asking yourself, what does it mean? What does it mean to me? So that's what I would tell people is that, well, I was like, well, what does it mean to you? What do you see? And then people are like, I don't know, scribbling or, you know, it's like we're in a society. I mean, you guys, America, I'm, I'm assuming that you, my listener, is American and you're living in this American society. And in this society, you guys are used to have pre-made narratives and stories with only one way to understand them. And that's a, that's a drama. That's a problem. Everything that you see on TV, radio, everything that is, even the shows like on Broadway or the Cirque du Soleil, like there's one story. And it's like, there's no like different ways to understand those. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's art, but entertainment. Let's say like this entertainment. There's there's there, there's only one way to understand it. There's a storyline. There's characters, and they're exchanging ideas or whatever, going through a you know a mission or an adventure or or drama or whatever it is and then there's one clear way to understand what's happening and the problem is that it's creating um well it's validating not thinking it's like encouraging people to to seek the the answer and not think and not be critical in a sense like not necessarily like giving like critics of everything is critical means think ask the question why or is it okay or do i like it or why not like this or why not like that and that's the purpose of art that's what art does it's creating an an event it's creating a A moment it's creating a moment in time where interpretation is actually a window into your own soul so there's no right answer there's going to be as many answers as there's uh, spectators it should be like that because if I start telling you I mean I, I told you how I experienced uh, your performance I told you like for me it is uh, uh, the witness of the life of the balance uh, of the broom. And, and it, it, it blows my mind because I can see the story of juggling written down. And, and that, I never saw that before. So it's, it, it's something truly new it's it's a breakthrough it's a truly breakthrough in modern art for me to see that that's my obviously i'm projecting i'm projecting because i'm a juggler and my friend is a juggler and so i i understand his performance like that but i know that's my interpretation 
I'm not telling you like that's the only way to understand that. And if you understand something differently, you're stupid. What I'm saying is that if if you're not understanding anything, you're stupid. You need to ask yourself the question, what does it mean to me? And whatever the answer is, then you're not stupid. You're actually thinking. You're critically thinking and and doing some introspection into who you are. And even if you don't feel anything, that's already something. It's, it's a big deal not to feel anything. It's, it's nearly impossible. Or I guess apathy, but like, are you really present? If you're apathetic to something, it's like, mm, you're probably not there. You're probably like zoning out or thinking about Instagram or something. It's really hard not to feel anything. So art is not about being pretty. It's not about being clear about one message. It's about you. It's about asking yourself, I like it. Why? I don't like it. Why? What does it mean to me? What does it make me think of? Is it like reminding me some trauma I had is it reminding me uh how to save the planet like I don't know like it's really about you and I was just shocked that not everybody knows that it it seems so basic and then I realized oh I'm in America people don't learn that here there's no art there's there's mostly 99% is entertainment and that's where i have a problem with entertainment is that it's too simple it's like the the fast food of art you know if art was food well entertainment can be fast food the pro- the thing is you can do amazing fast food you know like i don't know like food trucks that that do like uh, crazy tacos something like i don't know i like that kind of food like i think it's in a way high cuisine in the form of a fast food so that's the same thing with entertainment you can do a very high form of entertainment that uh, encompass or like in globe or includes a level of art because there's multiple interpretation possible there's space for everyone to see themselves and to take away what they need to take away today for themselves it's not necessarily oh no 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 you're stupid because you didn't understand exactly what i was telling it's about you so whatever you understand and whatever is your journey your emotional journey while looking at that it's good it's valid that's what i'm trying to do that's my goal is 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 to create a, a piece of art that is still entertaining so it's not boring you know it's like it's not what the fuck is happening it's lasting forever and it's boring it's like oh it's entertaining but there's this depth that there's this level of depth and 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 power 
But the problem is that if you do that and the audience has no clue what's happening and they're used to have some Walt Disney, like, pre-digested bullshit, then, well, there's, there's no chance. There's no chance for people to, to get it. So I, I don't... I need not only to do art, I need to educate people how to um, appreciate art. It's like, how, how is it that we don't teach that? You know, at school, for, for kids, like this should be man- mandatory, mandatory, because that is helping you or every citizen to be critical to ask questions and to ask in introspective questions like not just question everything outside of you but mostly cre- question things inside of you that's how you get to know yourself that's how you get to be a responsible citizen and then you make choices that make sense and you're not just a, a sheep walking behind a group of people shouting something and you're like oh i don't know i'm just gonna shout this because i guess my neighbor does it or my family does it or whoever does it and it's like well like we're you're being a, a stupid sheep like right now like just walking in a pack shouting and you don't know why well i i, I guess in the history of the world that is how government uh, control people. It's a very good way. Like you keep people stupid and uneducated. Uh, that's the best way to control them. And I'm afraid that this greatest nation on earth, that is America, that I, I, I keep hearing that all the time, like it pisses me off. It's like, like you hear that on, on on radio and media and everybody is like oh america 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 the greatest nation on earth the most powerful nation on earth the most evolved nation that the world has ever seen it's like really like really cuz there's a pretty big part of america that seems pretty dumb to me so i mean the greatest that ever lived or that was ever created on on earth like i I, maybe it's pushing it a little bit it's funny because i can't say that because french people think the same way we think in france that we're the greatest nation that ever existed and especially in paris like paris is the, the greatest city that ever existed it's magnificent the art and everything and it's like well at one point in time that was a hub and it was pretty good i admit but it's it's not anymore like it's not the only spot on earth at all it's like that that's over that's that time is over and it's like over for like 150 years now it's like it's like it was not over like yesterday it's like fucking over now but there's still this thing of like oh if it's the best it must be french that's for sure and in america it's the same thing but a little different it's like no we're like 
in America we're we're powerful, like we're the most powerful and the richest and the we have power, power. We're the most powerful. Okay. Is it really what's important though? If everybody's stupid, if everybody's like not even capable of like understanding for themselves what art is or like savoring art or being able to be critic for themselves and ask themselves important questions about what they truly believe, what they truly want, who they truly are. Like, isn't that the goal? Like create, you know, this idea that they had in, in, in Greece, like 3000 years ago of like educating people and understanding that the more the people of a country are educated, the more educated uh, decision they're going to make, the, the more wise decision and, and, and for the greater good. But it seems in America, it's like, man, no, 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 that's fine. You, you can be in it just for yourself. Like you can, you can be selfish. You can just become multimillionaire and that's fine. And we're not really going to do anything for everybody else. Like there's hundreds of millions of people without health insurance. And that's the greatest country on earth really I, I i i don't get it like huge percentage of people are just left on the margin it's like it's normal to have a margin but maybe like half a percent not like fucking a third of the country is on the margin that doesn't make any sense that's not the margin anymore that's becoming the norm I think there's a, like, America should put itself back into question, being like, maybe we should stop calling ourselves the greatest nation on earth until we deal with racism, until we deal with healthcare, until we deal with poverty. And, like, a few pretty, like, basic and 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 major issues well that's my take on it i mean I, I, france is not perfect like there's no perfect country on earth it's just the arrogance disturbs me it's i don't think arrogance is needed honesty is needed and and question and questioning yourself Maybe it's it's a problem that I have because I want and I, I aspire to be an artist and I understand that the key to be an artist is to question and ask yourself who you are and what things, what the world means to you and keep asking that question because there's no ending, there's no final answer because the answer might be final today and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm a different person. And I should be. 
because that's the purpose of life, like growth. I don't know, like just look at a plant or a tree. They're never the same. They're growing, they're changing, they're getting bigger or this or that or the season and then they're losing their leaves and then back on and then... But, you know, like 10 years from now, the tree in your backyard is going to be completely different. It should be. It's not going to be the same. So we're living beings. We're the same. We're growing physically, like that's kind of obvious, but also mentally and spiritually. So the answers we have for ourselves and for the world grow and change. So the purpose of being an artist, and I think in the end, being a human being is to keep asking yourself those core questions and to keep seeking your truth and to be fluid in the in the in the evolution of the truth and not get stuck on like one answer and i remember thinking that way when i was a teenager you know like you you're a child and you don't know anything and you're just learning everything and then there's this phase when you're a teenager and then suddenly you, you discover some answers for yourself and you're like, oh, that's it. I get it. That's how it is. And now I know for the rest of my life is going to be like that. And I, I, my kids are teenagers right now and I, I, I'm seeing them growing through that period of, of life, that stage of life. And they're like, sure, 100%. And I remember I was worse than them I, I, I was an asshole when I was a teenager and I was like oh my god that's it I, I have the answer and it's going to be like this for the rest of time and and I wouldn't budge and then six months later which in teenagers time is like a decade I would be like oh no okay it, it can be like that and then then it finally evolves and then that's the new truth and that's it that's that's the truth and it took me like forever to realize that my truth kept changing so it took me forever to understand that once I had this huge revelation about something whatever it is like oh that's it I understand now the purpose of love and I understand what love is and then I was realized, oh, wait a second. While I was having this realization, I was also having the perspective and the consciousness that I already had 10 different realization about love. So that might be my truth now, but that might change. And I feel we're kind of losing perspective or maybe people never learn that you change. And that's what art is for, to keep asking those questions. That's why some books are pieces of art that are amazing because you can get back to them and understand different things about yourself. Like the, the alchemists. You can't read this book like once every five years and understand it completely differently every time. Paolo Coelho, right? The alchemist? I mean, you read that. 
you're a smart person. You're listening to my podcast, so you're smart. You must have read that book. This is just like the freaking book. And I remember reading it and then reading it again like two years later and being like, oh my God, I totally missed the point of the book the first time around. Like now I understand. And then reading it another time, like five years later and be like, oh, now I understand. I completely, and eventually I'm like, oh, wait a second. No, I'm just changing. And there's things that I can get and that I understand. And there's things I, I can't see or I can't comprehend because I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just not available for that. And I don't get it. I, I don't even see it. Sometimes it happens in movies too. When, when a movie is really well made, depending where what stages of your life you're in, you're going to see and understand different things. That's what art is for. That's art. There's no finality. So when this spectator was asking me, and actually it didn't happen once, it happened like multiple times. When those people were asking me like, what does it mean? You understand like, I was just shocked. Like, you can't ask that question. The, that question does not make any sense. It's completely... Um, like a parallel universe. It's like science fiction for me that someone would ask me that. I was like, don't you know? That's art. What does it mean to you now, today? And that's going to be different from what you were thinking yesterday and it's going to be different from what you're thinking tomorrow. But that's the beauty of being alive and being a human being. That's why you're alive. It's for change, for understanding, for growth. And understand what you can today and get back to the same thing tomorrow and understand it differently. And it doesn't mean you're wrong today. It doesn't mean you're wrong tomorrow. It's just, it is evolution. I think art is the champion of evolution. Art is like at the fringe and is, is uncovering the future. That's why most of the time contemporary art or real art is not understood and people criticize it and critics criticize it and are like like negatively i mean ne negatively criticize it like oh this is terrible this is not art this is you know blah 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 like the the pissoir oh, i'm gonna have to google that to to translate the whole thing because Uh, I only know the whole thing. Oh, yeah. The public urinal. Um, I'm trying to Google it, like, as I'm doing my podcast. Oh, so. so, Duchamp, Marcel Duchamp. Um, he... he <laughs> In 1917, he took, uh, so a, how do you call it? Like a public urinoir? Um, and he called it Fountain. 
no, it's actually in French, it's pissoir. So it's, it's like even worse. But in, 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 in English, it's called fountain. And he, so he, he, he's an artist and he, he, he went and bought a, I don't even know if he bought it, he just got a, a public euro, like toilet. Like, but it's a pissoir, so it's for men. It's like the, the, the men public toilet where you can just piss in it. So he took that. And he put it on the side and put it in a museum and said, this is art. This is a fountain. People freaked out. Like it was in 1917. The guy is a fucking genius. And that's exactly what he did. He asked the question, what is art? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to society? And he realized, well, in that case, it's very deep and complex and there's many ways to understand it. One way I understand it is that he was asking, what mean, what does art mean? We're in a society where we created museums. And so we're now saying you're entering a museum. So everything that's in that museum is art. But who decided that? Like, okay, curators, is it a trend? What does it mean? And so he said, well, I'm an artist. I decide, I'm deciding right now that putting a public uh, toilet in, in a museum, because I put it on a museum, on a pedestal, on the side, I say this is art. And then he, he was asking that question in 1917. So it's like more than 100 years ago. Damn, more than 100 years ago. Well, that's a while ago. And he was asking that question. It was it's very profound. And it's very it, it was it was deranged. It was it was crazy. People were like, you, you can't do that. You're like spitting in the face of, you know, Picasso and no, actually Picasso at that time was was nobody. <laughs> so it would be probably like more he was spitting in the face of uh Da Vinci and and all the amazing artists uh, painters and sculptors and he was asking that question and that was revolutionary at the time he was an heretic and everybody was said he's crazy he's a piece of shit but then now in retrospect we realize no he was a genius and he was actually asking a very profound question and that's amazing he's part of history and he helped society as a whole grow and understand on a deeper level what art is pretty badass okay well i think that's a pretty good episode i'm gonna read you my outro so if you find this podcast valuable you can support it in many ways what you can do is rate review and share it that's truly the best way to to go about this uh what you can do also is buy some juggling props on playjuggling.com and get the promo code in the show notes uh, because my dear friend davide didn't made me a simple promo code that's kind of like my name and and a number or something he made a promo code that's like GHBP13QR. And it's like, what the fuck? Nobody is going to remember that. So the best way is just go to the show notes. It's written there. And you copy paste it when you're buying clubs, balls, 
juggling balls, like whatever you want to buy on his website that's related to juggling, you're going to get a discount. That's awesome. Thanks, Davide. So the Dancing with Gravity podcast is researched, engineered, produced, edited, and performed by me. Thank you. The theme music is composed and performed by Head on Television. Thanks for listening. And remember, failure is an essential part of juggling. But failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. (laughs) 